Grace, mercy, and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our sermon text is Luke 13, the gospel just read, with the words, go and tell that fox. Just before this text, before at that very hour in some translations, Jesus had been asked, Lord, will, those, will these who will be saved be few? And Jesus answered, describing a narrow door that one must enter through to be saved. That narrow door is having faith in him above all other things. This generated hatred for Jesus among the Pharisees because they had several things that stood in the way of that narrow door stuff that just would not fit through. It was their pride and self-worth that kept them from entering. Jesus giving forgiveness to prostitutes and tax collectors, the lowest of the low, would put an end to the Pharisees' misplaced confidence in their wealth, social status, and positions they felt as the holy ones close to God as the things that merited God's favor. They had already rejected Jesus in their rejection of John's baptism of repentance. Having faith in Jesus as their Savior would strip them of all of their self-pride and lofty position. The problem was the focus of worship was becoming Jesus himself versus the temple of God of which they were the keepers. This problem of theirs filled them with malice and hypocrisy. And this is what led them to approach Jesus and warn him that Herod was going to kill him if he did not leave the area. To a normal person, it would seem a credible threat. Herod's father had attempted to take Jesus' life some 30 years before with the slaughter of the holy innocents. Perhaps you remember that. Years ago after Jesus' birth, Herod the Great had told the wise men who were seeking this king, newborn, to return to him so he too could worship. But they did not report back. An angel had told them to go home by another route. In a fit of rage and with a good dose of paranoia about his own kingdom being at risk, Herod had all the male children that were aged two and younger slain in an effort to kill the infant Lord. But an angel had warned Joseph to take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt. It was not time for Christ to die. The current Herod, son of the other, had been tricked into having John the Baptist beheaded, and for that reason he could be viewed as a threat to Jesus. Luke records in chapter 9 that Herod was perplexed by Jesus, but it only says he sought to see him without mention of wanting him dead. Jesus' life was ever more at risk as he neared Jerusalem and the rulers of the temple, but he had to die there. It was where prophets were slain. More prophets were slain in Jerusalem than in any other single place. Jerusalem, meaning city of peace. It is also where sacrifices for sin had to be made. So at the suggestion that he save himself, Jesus steadfastly replies, you could tell that fox, that fox, In this case, it was Herod, maybe even the Pharisees themselves. But it's also whoever would stand in the way of Christ's path to the cross. 
That was none other than the devil himself, Satan himself. Matthew 16 records Jesus' words spoken to Peter when he spoke of Jesus not having to suffer and die. Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Christ had his mind firmly set on the will of the Father in heaven. Go tell that fox. Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I finish my course. His passion will be completed. His scourging, the insults, the beatings and ridicule, the nakedness and death on a cross, it will be finished. Yet he goes on. Nevertheless, in our reading it was in any case, I must go on in in my way today and tomorrow and the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet should perish away from Jerusalem. He knows what awaits, and he passively follows his father's will and goes forth, undaunted by the temptation to turn in another direction. This passively is not like he's just being drugged forward without a fight. He's passively doing his Father's will. It was the Father's will that he, would, that he set out for him to do, and it would happen in a way and at a time that the Father willed. Nevertheless, he would continue to teach and heal diseases and cast out demons as he moved toward Jerusalem to die. This is probably a good moment <coughs> excuse me, to realize we too should become familiar and comfortable with the idea of our own deaths and what we do up until that point. I read one ancient father said we should be conversive with our death and comfortable with it coming. We should not worry about our deaths because it too will happen at the perfect will of our Heavenly Father. This is difficult to understand when we see senseless killings like those in Florida or the killing of Officer Pickett in Lebanon this past week. It has to make us wonder how we might die in our sleep, possibly never really conscious of what happened, in our own bed with family gathered around, even though that might only come at the end of a protracted illness that gave them time to gather. Can we look at our impending death and say, nevertheless, in any case, just as Jesus did, A growing number in our current culture want to be able to plan this out, even as they plan their own funerals. They want to not have to suffer and so desire some sort of euthanasia or assisted suicide so they might die without pain. Our culture even abhors the suffering of one condemned to die by the authority of the courts. Even as Christ had turned his face toward Jerusalem, He knew he had a death sentence pronounced upon him. It was received in his baptism where the weight of our sin was placed upon his sinless flesh so he could take it to the cross and suffer in our place the righteous wrath of God that we deserve. As God's children, we all still live under a temporal death sentence. and God graciously numbers our days and gives us our work to do in his kingdom. We are not prophets or seers, but we share the love of Christ with our family, friends, and neighbors as we interact with them in a God-pleasing way. 
But it is not our doing these things that pleases God. It is our faith in Christ and what he has done in following the Father's perfect will, taking the punishment of sin for us sinners upon his innocent body. The Pharisees and majority of Jews in Jerusalem would not assent to forgiveness and grace offered through faith in Christ. They would not. In his lament where Jesus says, O Jerusalem, O Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stone those who are sent to it, it is spoken with great sadness because God has continually sought them as his people. And Jesus now is in their midst trying to gather them as a hen gathers chicks from a predator to scoop them up and hide them from the destruction of the devil. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets it stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you would not. They refused to be protected, to be sheltered from sin, death, and the power of the devil. They chose death apart from Christ. We too should daily tell that old fox, the devil, that we are Christ, and he cannot harm us. We know we will have pain and suffering as we follow Christ, but we also know that through faith in Christ Jesus, we have eternal life, and the threat of death is nothing compared to the unimaginable glory that awaits us in our resurrection on the last day. Through the strength we receive as we hear God's word and receive his sacraments, we are strengthened to say, today we will do this and tomorrow that, and so go all the days of our lives as God ordains them. We do not have to worry about wealth, social standing, or being perfect enough or good enough. Christ has given us every good thing we could want in the forgiveness of our sins and the promise of eternal life. Living our life in Christ, not only can we rejoice in the good, we can rejoice in the bad, even if through tears. Nevertheless, we go forth, just as Christ did, to finish our course to the glory of God in heaven who gives us faith in his Son and forgiveness of our sins so we may have eternal life. Amen. And now may this peace that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.